Hey. <laughs> so I want to come on here and just talk about something very quickly. Maybe not. I'm not really too sure where this conversation is going to lead me. But <clears throat> before I begin, whew, damn, I should have brought a water in here. Let me just... <laughs> I was smoking a Dutch, but my mouth is already starting to get dry. So continuing to do that is not a good idea. Anyway, <sighs> before I start, I'm not too sure if you can hear a noise outside or not if you do it is the landscaping company and i just i don't even want to go into a rant <laughs> about that and why i particularly cannot stand when there's landscaping done in my complex but i will probably never talk about that on here <laughs> anyway it seems like I'm rambling now, so um, I was watching a video. I almost lost my train of thought really, really quickly. <laughs> I was watching a video, and this woman was talking about a previous experience that she had witnessing child-on-child sexual abuse in her family. Okay, should I put a trauma warning? is there <laughs> oh my gosh um warning I've, I've already kind of jumped into it but just warning this is going to be about we're going to be discussing things that can be viewed as rather traumatic or dramatic experiences um so let's I'll probably put it in the title so that way or the description but probably also the title so that way people already know what they're getting into before they click on also I want to talk about oh my gosh I should have removed these little bell thingies but um also I want to say before I continue if I end up laughing at any point during this recording although I'm talking about a very serious topic I don't know if you guys could tell by now if you're just long-term listeners um, I laugh about everything. <laughs> it doesn't matter the emotion. Sometimes I laugh purely just because I feel uncomfortable. And the easiest thing for me to do is laugh is what I've come to realize. It's easier for me to, I think that's my own way of making things lighter or kind of like changing the tone, changing the, the energy that particular just situations and topics and, and whatnot can carry. So, but to me, it just naturally comes out as a laugh. That's just something that I think I've learned about myself through self-reflection, but I'm just a laugher. I laugh at literally everything. I try to tell people this all the time, and I don't think people believe me sometimes until they're around me a lot, but I literally will laugh at everything. <laughs> Because I genuinely sometimes think that a lot of things are funny. And again, like I said, there are just certain times where I will laugh because of other emotions too. But <clears throat> anyway, I just had to do that little disclaimer because this is a serious topic that we're talking about. But let's get back to the actual topic. She was discussing a previous experience that she's seen with child on child sexual abuse in her family and she exposed this abuse 
she's even talking about it, you know, on the internet. So <clears throat> she exposed this abuse and to her mother and her grandmother and ended up exposing it to the mother of the children because they were siblings to the mother of the children. The mother of the children ends up explaining how she knew about the situation already. She gets emotional about it. She explains like how the daughter is now getting in trouble at school for executing that same abuse or doing what children do, which is learning through observed behavior and then acting out that behavior most of the time. So she's now starting to do this to other children in her school environment. And it's, of course, the teachers are reporting it to the mom. <clears throat> so the girl who is exposing the whole situation is now having a conversation with the mother and explaining that she needs to go to the root cause of the problem. She needs to figure out who exposed the older child. These children are 12 and 6. Who exposed the 12-year-old to this behavior? So like I said, the children is just going to learn from that observed behavior and execute that behavior. Who exposed the older child to this? And to sum it up, she ends up saying how the mother goes right back into work they ended I don't know if I said it but they ended up meeting the mom at work and you know she explained all of this to her <clears throat> the mother ends up going right back to work which I concluded that nine times out of ten she probably knew who exposed her child to this situation who exposed her child to this behavior um especially if she's known about the situation and she even admitted like she didn't know how to get them to stop but after that nothing ended up being done explains the person who was originally telling this story nothing ends up being done the children still continue to share the same room um so now the original author of the story let's just say that <laughs> the original author of the story is saying one day you know she's like she's gonna call cps on her and this had been the first time she ever brought up calling cps on you know anybody let alone her family but you know she's thinking she's gonna call cps on her because this isn't right because now she knows that these this sexual abuse let's just call it what it is <laughs> this sexual abuse is happening and no one is doing anything about it pretty much and she said that in front of her mother and her grandmother the people who she originally told when she first witnessed it um <clears throat> and her grandmother proceeds to pretty much what I want to say is shame her to hell <laughs> and basically states that if she calls CPS on her she is never going to talk to her ever again um and basically ends up like I said cursing her to hell and wishing the same thing upon her if she ever has a daughter and a son pretty much um, so she can see what it feels like, quote unquote, and she proceeds to go into the the whole argument of this is your family <laughs> and you never turn your back on your family. This is your family, your blood, you know, all that bullshit. So <clears throat> she ends up saying all of this long story short. 
she doesn't call CPS on her. She also makes a note that her grandmother is a God-fearing woman, right? Her grandmother is a woman who goes to church every Sunday, every week. She teaches Sunday school. <laughs> um, and that was pretty much to sum up the story oh and and she proceeds to she said all that to say that now if she ever witnessed any type of well from that period on if she ever witnessed any type of abuse neglect whatever in her family she called cps on them she didn't care um and she no longer talks to her grandmother either (sighs) or her mother really so she no longer really talks to her family in general but it it led me to think because even at the beginning of that story she talks about when she walked in and witnessed the abuse she walked in and witnessed it in the bathroom and when she did the the type of emotion that just the type of emotion that just came over her the type of rage the type of anger that just came over her with you know what she just saw and what she just witnessed and she how she immediately went into you know telling somebody telling her mother telling her grandmother what was going on and then also following through like the mother and you know just all the all the everything all the everything and who even knows if that if the particular children who this is happening with who even knows if their mother has gone through some type of abuse and maybe the person who has abused her is also the person who she knows has abused her child or her children whatever the situation may be um and maybe even her, even though she went back to work that is something i want to say even though she went back to work i don't know i just feel in my stomach that mentally there was no way she was escaping what had happened whether she was not physically addressing it mentally there was no way that she wasn't thinking about everything that had happened everything like probably even down to the root of it probably even down to the first time she found out like just everything that was going on with that situation no matter if she you know decided to go to work who knows if she went to work because that is the only way she could cope with it maybe she just went blank went numb who knows maybe she went to work because um yeah like I just said that was just her particular way of coping with it maybe facing it head on was really just something that she wasn't able to do for whatever reason who the fuck knows (laughs) who the fuck knows but this whole story (laughs) that I'm retelling this whole story um made me think about I want to say the melanated community but for some reason something in my mind is telling me to say the black community because I think this is an aspect of the black community (laughs) if that makes somewhat of a sense I'm not completely able to explain what I mean at this moment so I'm really not even going to get any deeper into that but I'm saying that hopefully if you're able to understand what I'm saying then hopefully you just get it <laughs> let me move on before I start tripping over my words but <clears throat> in each of our families and what I'm going to just continue to um referred to as the black community 
somewhere, some way, somewhere, somehow, some way, we have similar stories to the story that I just told, which is why I didn't have a problem or not to say I didn't have a problem because honestly discussing it is very uncomfortable. Not going to lie. It is very uncomfortable. But there's also something deeper in me that's not having a problem with relaying this story damn there verbatim. Well, not damn there, child. Some <laughs> in my own words, but relaying this story the way that she had related. The way that I'm relaying it, the way I'm able to give you guys all these details is because she related just as raw and just as real as that. And there's a lot of people that can be like, that's a lot of business to put on the internet. That's a lot of your family's business. You shouldn't be putting things out there like that. That's something that you should discuss in therapy and da 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 da. And while I understand that, like I said, some way, somewhere, somehow, the majority of us in the black community have a similar story to that, have witnessed that, whether we know it or not, <laughs> consciously or, un- or unconsciously, have witnessed that, has been, have been around that. And I didn't have a problem. I don't know why I want to just keep saying it like that. So I didn't have a problem relaying it still as real and as raw because This is something, while it is so fucking common, we barely talk about it. We barely discuss it. We sit and we gather amongst each other in a room, knowing sometimes, most of the time actually, knowing these things. If not everyone, maybe just a few knowing some of the things that have transpired (laughs) within our lifetimes here some of the things that have transpired in these family dynamics and we discuss nothing we bring up nothing we continue to hide it and let it be something that is only done in the shadows only done in the darkness something that We're really saying to ourselves, we're supposed to continue to go along as if this is not affecting us. Is this as if this is not affecting all of our dynamics, all of the all of the ways in which we are able to now relate and interact with each other. This is affecting us. Even if it just happened to, quote unquote, one person which nine times out of ten that's just the one person that everybody knows about and I didn't like I want to keep saying didn't have a problem coming on here and relaying it just as raw because I don't know how I want to describe this. Because I feel like that's what we need to be doing. Because we want to say that we're a family and we want to say that we love each other and we want to say that we're there for each other and we care about each other. But our foundations are flawed. (laughs) Our foundations are made out of sand 
for the majority of us in the black community as a family, as a family unit, as a family structure, our foundations are faulty, shaky, unstable. You mean to tell me, just as an example, you mean to tell me that I am going to have, let's see. You mean to tell me that I'm supposed to, in my younger years, in my very primal years of learning and growing, like I constantly say, what happens to us in our childhood affects us for the rest of our lives. (laughs) Affects us in areas and aspects for the rest of our lives, all intertwined in our lives, unless these are things that we address and work towards and try to evolve and try to release and let go, you know, once we've done a, a substantial amount of work or whatever. <laughs> but you mean to tell me in my very primal years, I'm supposed to get molested by my uncle, but then grow up and believe that my family has my back? grow up and believe that these are people that I'm supposed to trust, that I'm supposed to deem as trustworthy, that are there no matter what, that is thicker than water. Think about it. My uncle molested me. Let's just think about it. And using it as an example, let's think about it. My uncle molested me. And now I'm supposed to grow up, not even the fact that my uncle molested me. Let's say my uncle molested me and I told my family. Let's say that also, because that happens way too many times. That happens. Let's say my uncle molested me and I told my family. And instead of my family standing up for me, instead of my family doing what the fuck is right, Instead of my family being that structure that I can rely on, right? Being that firm structure. Instead of my family doing that for me. My family then somehow psychologically turns that same argument on to me. (laughs) And says, this is family. Or maybe my family even tries to manipulate me and tells me no he didn't i don't believe you what were you doing right what were you wearing the same shit that an officer who doesn't know me from a can of fucking paint is probably gonna ask me if he picks me up off the street after being raped Or if I walk in into a police station again after being raped and explain these situations to him. Again, my family will sit there and say, no, he didn't. Not my brother. Some people may say, not my brother. Not my uncle. Not my cousin. He would never. She would never. Because let's not say it's only men. She also. (laughs) Because women can do the same thing 
women can also be predators they can also be perverts they can also be rapists and expose men and other women to things at very early ages so not my aunt right not my niece she would never And then I'm supposed to grow up and think, these are the people that love me. This is what love means. This is what it means to have someone to have my back. This is the foundation that I'm growing up on. This is what's supposed to make me as a person, shape me as a person. These are the people who are in my bloodline, right? And you're supposed to grow up with that. You're supposed to grow up with the fact that your uncle, that your aunt, that your dad, that your mother, that your cousin, who the fuck ever, that your aunt, your aunt's boyfriend, your mom's boyfriend, right? Your dad's uh, uh, wife. You're supposed to grow up. <laughs> As if what has happened to you has never happened to you. Even if you've even if you've exposed it, but they still didn't do shit about it. Even if you've what you want to say come to terms with it in your own way, but things have still never been justified, and nine times out of ten you have to then go around and be around these same people these same quote-unquote family members whether it's at a family event or whether if it's you see them every fucking day in the same damn house and everybody knows about it on the low though (laughs) so crazy how everybody knows about it on the low Everybody knows about it on the low, though. Everybody speaks about it on the low, though. Everybody knows and points out the red flags and points out what could happen and and what. And, you know, if this person is exposed to even more people in the family, they sit and they talk on the low, though. Please remember that all this is on the low, though. (laughs) They sit and they talk. About what could be happening and, you know, and all these different things. And yet they brush it under the rug and continue to let it happen on the low, though. (laughs) And we grow up. In these black communities. And we wonder why we have problems trusting each other. We wonder why we have problems working together. We wonder why we have problems relying on each other. Fully. To the fullest extent. Right? We wonder why we have problems seeing seeing the great in each other sometimes. People would be quick to, to uh, what do you call that? Jealousy and envy and anger. Then seeing the great and and genuinely expressing that that love. 
to one another. We wonder why we have issues in in romantic relationships and why the media and the world and now even us have adopted this ideology that we are against each other because we've always been against each other. On the low, though. On the low, though. (laughs) If this shit happened to your family, which nine times out of ten, it happened in your family. Nine times out of ten, it probably happened to you, too. Maybe not nine. (laughs) Maybe not nine. But it's real fucking common. On the low, though. And we got to remember, like I said earlier, these are the very primal ages. Very, very, very primal ages. Of our lives. So these things have affected us at a primal level on this lifetime. These things have embedded themselves in our black community during these lifetimes. And it's always going to be if we don't address them. (laughs) If we don't really talk about the shit that's really going on. In our households, the shit that is really kept behind closed doors within our walls, right? What happened in this family stays in this family. What happened in this house stays in this house. Shit like that. Things like that. That are way too common that we've heard all. Too many times. Even if you, again, haven't experienced that directly, you know someone who has experienced that. And that alone shows you the commonality in it all. And this type of shit, when I talk about it, when I even allow myself to address it (laughs) within myself, it angers me. It Infuriates me. To know that these things have been affecting us for generations and for generations and generations and generations, all throughout our lineages, all throughout our bloodlines, which is why the cycle continues to repeat. Unless we really do something about it. And I know the question may be, well, what the fuck do we do about it, right? But I know for damn sure we'll never get the answer if the problem is always kept on the low. If the problem is never really addressed. If the problem is just swept under the rug. If the problem is just to be made as if it didn't happen. If the problem is to know that it probably is still happening and to turn a blind eye to it. These are things that are affecting us in multiple areas of our lives. And this is just one aspect of something that I've touched within our community. The real shit that's affecting our community one of the real shits (laughs) all of it's real but 
I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> All of it's real and not to say that anything is less important than the other, but just one aspect, let's just say one aspect of the really deep and real shit that's affecting our community. And you know it's so deep because we don't talk about it, y'all. We make crackhead jokes. Sometimes we make uncle jokes and, you know, stuff like that, too. We make crackhead jokes, drug dealer jokes, fucking stripper jokes, and, you know, all all types of shit. There's a lot of things that, within the years, our community has been open just talking about. But this is one of those things I've realized that a lot of us, we don't talk about. Nor do we feel comfortable talking about or addressing yet it's affecting us so deeply especially if it's happened to you especially if it has happened to you please realize that if you haven't addressed that and of course do everything on your own time and this is your own journey but just know that if it's something that you haven't addressed fully in order to really release that you have to address what happened to you male female does not matter happen from a male female does not matter like i said our society has been so fucked (laughs) with some of the things that have just been pushed out to us ways of viewing that have just been pushed out to us that a lot of men these things have happened to them and they don't even view it that way some men think that this is what it means to become a man This is their introduction into manhood. The whole time, this man has been raped, molested, and abused. And that is affecting him in every aspect of his being. Like I said, we wonder why it's so easy for us to be pinned up against each other. That is also way too common, way more common than you would think. like i said in the beginning of this recording the story that the first author we're going to refer to as the first author the story that the first author was telling was how the little child the little six-year-old since this was happening to her from her brother she was now trying to do it to a male classmate in her school happens way more often than you would think it is So if this has happened to you, like I said, please take the time if you feel called to, if it is something that you're really ready to work on and release, to address what happened to you. If you were one of those people who you did try to advocate for yourself, you did try to speak up and tell your family what happened and that family didn't validate your feelings that family didn't validate you through action, that family didn't validate you through support. This is when it's time to do the inner child work. This is an aspect of what inner child work looks like. This is when it's time to take the, to do inner child work and to do that for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Doesn't even mean that you have to bring it back up to your family or whatever the case may be. Because nine times out of 10, they remember they know they think about it every time they see that person just like you do so advocate for yourself tell yourself tell that inner aspect of you 
validate that person. Tell them that you know that they were telling the truth, right? That you know what happened. And be that voice for yourself. Be that voice for that inner child that lives within you. (laughs) Be proud of yourself. (laughs) For standing up for yourself. Even if it's just to you, right? For giving yourself a voice. For telling yourself that you matter. Always. Regardless of what anybody tries to say, think. You matter. And as long as you matter to you, that's all that fucking matters. (laughs) And give yourself love, compassion, and forgiveness. And if some of you are even ready to possibly forgive that other person, which is another just aspect of this conversation that I can talk about later, maybe. (laughs) Then do that as well if you feel called to, if you feel like that's what's right for you at that, at this particular stage of your journey of acceptance and healing. Because not to say that once you do this, that you're never going to think about it, right? That it's just never going to affect you again. For a lot of us, it takes a long time to really, really release the things that have affected us, the things that have happened to us, especially in our childhoods, like I say. And we know in our community the things that a lot of us, even if it's just us being around it, have experienced in our childhoods. So with that love and forgiveness, you give yourself compassion. The compassion to take your motherfucking time. To give yourself the time to really be ready to release it. To give yourself the time to really heal from it. Allow yourself to go through all the waves of emotions and different stages, right? Of just acceptance and forgiveness. (laughs) And when I say ultimately let it go, it's because something that I'm starting to realize is no matter how long it does take us to release certain things, no matter how much we do want to hold on to certain things as well, It only really does us a great disservice in the end to hold on to all of this pain, this guilt, this shame, this fear, this anger. To hold on to all of these things. But for a lot of us, before we can even embark on the journey of releasing, we got to address what's really bothering us, what's really going on what's really beneath the surface there's a lot of things we got to unpack and address (laughs) and face even if it's just within ourselves for ourselves even if it's just involved with you yourself in a mirror you yourself in a page you yourself in a pen you yourself in a mic (laughs) you yourself in the wind You yourself in some grass. You yourself in your bed. You yourself anywhere. You yourself with other people. At the same damn time. I think that (laughs) this is it. I think anything else that I would say, it would be kind of rambly. 
at this moment i've said a lot i feel like i've even screamed which is like oh but i just get so passionate sometimes can't even try to douse out my fire i just get so passionate sometimes about certain things certain things make me really passionate i just gotta embrace that more (laughs) okay and with that being said i love you Have a great day, night, or whatever, wherever you are.